coming out of the book of John, that is the gospel of John, chapter 12. If you will this morning, go ahead, share this word. Share this word. Let somebody know that we're here. And I say to you weekly, share it because there are people everywhere who are listening to the word of the Lord. And I'm receiving messages about how lives are being blessed. That is made possible because the saints of God share the word of God. And amen. I don't know who will be blessed this morning, but I believe that saints everywhere can be blessed as they hear the word of the Lord. And so please, if you will, go ahead and share. Let someone know that we are here this morning. John chapter 12. Pray with me if you will. Father, I honor you and praise you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you for another day that you've made, one that I have purposed that I am going to rejoice and be glad in. We ask that you would now have your way, speak to the hearts and minds of your people. As we're here to do your bidding, we know that your, that your word can make changes in the lives of people. Your truth has transforming power. The grass will wither and the flowers will fade, but your word will stand forever. Your word is timeless and your word is pure like silver, tried seven times by the fire. So is your word. And Father, I thank you that the word which cometh out of your mouth, it goeth out and it does not return unto you void, but it accomplishes the thing that you sent it forth to do. I ask now that you would stir in our hearts your word. Help us to mix the word of God with faith and put it into action in our own lives. And then help us to reap the harvest that comes from being obedient to what you have told us to do. We thank you and we praise you. Bless now. Uh, I ask you to bless and strengthen me that I might stand and proclaim your truth to the people. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary that people may see your name being lifted high. For Father, I understand that there is no deliverance in any human name uh, other than the name of Jesus. There is no other name under the heavens whereby men must be saved. And so as we lift high his name, healing can come to the people. We thank you for what you will do in advance. And we are ready to receive what you have to say to us. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. I want to, this morning, look here. In John chapter 12, and I want to read several verses coming from the 12th chapter of John's gospel, beginning at verse 1. And I want to read, um, I want to read uh, 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 verses 1 through 7. It says, then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. 
Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying has she kept this. We thank God for the reading of his word. I want to focus uh, on verses 1 and 2. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper. But Lazarus, excuse me, a supper and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them who sat at the table with him. I want to use this morning for a thought. I've got to bless him back. I've got to bless him back. And the reason that I'm declaring this this morning is that I want you to think of it in these terms. God has been good to me and I've got to bless him back. Come on, lift your hands right where you are, in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bedroom, and say, I've got to bless him back. Come on, say, I've got to bless him back. Come on, say, God has been good to me, and I've got to bless him back. Well, I want to deal with this text this morning by the Spirit of the Lord, and I want you to follow me, if you will. Uh, one of the uh, ancient Hebraic thoughts uh, is of, of God's people in the Old Testament was to bless the Lord. Uh, I want you to understand that, uh, that it has always been a part of the thoughts of God's people to bless him. Uh, in Hebraic thought, it is that God's people were to bless the Lord. It, it means to speak well of his greatness and his goodness. And, and, and it really comes from the depths of your soul. Uh, uh, see, the root word for bless is related to the word for knee. That is K-N-E-E, -E, knee, the knee. Uh, to bless the Lord is an act of humility. It is to humbly posture yourself to be an instrument who will be used uh, to demonstrate God's gratitude. Uh, that is, I am grateful to God. And so I humble my life. I humble myself to be an instrument to show God how grateful I am. To bless the Lord is to then speak or to behave in a manner which expresses gratitude for God and the unending benefits that he so graciously bestows upon us. Uh, let me say that again. I said the, to bless the Lord is to speak and to behave in a manner which expresses gratitude for God uh, and the unending benefits 
benefits that he so graciously bestows upon us. See, we ought to bless the Lord, and I need you to get this. We ought to bless the Lord with our lips, and we ought to bless him with our lives. Come on here. I want you to understand that God does not just want your lip service. He wants your life. So those of us who would bless the Lord must bless him with our lips and then we must bless him with our lifestyles. This is important here. So we uh, are those who have been called upon to bless the Lord. We ought to bless him, I said, with our lips and with our lifestyles. See, God's people are called to be a great people, uh, a people who operate in gratitude. Thus, as we look at the, the, the Hebraic thought of, 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 of God's people, we are to be a people who are always grateful. We are to be a people, amen, who show forth the praises of God in the earth. See, see, in the Hebrew mind, God is daily loading you up with benefits, and for that, we ought to be grateful. I need you to get this by the Spirit of the Lord. Our gratitude to God must then be heard, as I said, from our lips and from the way that we live. See, the whole thought is that as God blesses you, as God shares his goodness, his mercy, his kindness, and his grace with you, you ought to bless him back. I need you to give them everybody that's been blessed by God, are then called upon to bless God back. Come on here. Here it is. When God blesses you, you must be determined to bless him back. See, see, who, whoever is listening to me this morning, I want you to understand that you know God has blessed your life and you ought to bless him back. Come on, if God has made a way for you, you ought to bless him back. If God has opened doors in your life, you ought to bless him back. If he's worked any miracles on your behalf, you ought to bless him back. I dare you to lift your hands and say, God has been great in my life and I've got to bless him back. That is the thought that the people of God must operate in. We must be a people of gratitude. God has been better than good. He has blessed us in a superior way. And in order to be, uh, 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 in order to uh, 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 do what we should do in a responsible way, we've got to humble ourselves and bless him back. See, blessing the Lord is a biblical principle and I don't even have time to go through all of the, uh, uh, all of the declarations that have been given concerning blessing the Lord in the Holy writ. Psalm 34 and 1 talks about blessing the Lord. Uh, Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2 talks about blessing the Lord. Uh, Psalm 103 verses 20 through 22 talks about blessing the Lord. Psalm 104, come on, uh, talks about blessing the Lord. See, uh, this is important here. Psalm 134 verses 1 and 2 talk about blessing the Lord. Psalm 134 
25 verses 19 and 20 talk about blessing the Lord. Look at Psalm 66. There it is again. Psalm 68. There it is again. Psalm 28. There it is again. See, I want you to understand that we are a people who are called upon to bless the Lord. If God has blessed you, you ought to bless him back. If God has turned around anything for you, you ought to bless him back. And who is it that says, I've been richly blessed and I want to bless him back? Come on here. God has done for me what nobody else has done for me and I've got to bless him back. Somebody put a praise on it right there. Oh yeah, I'm going to start right here with my lips, but I want you to know I'm going to give him a lifestyle to match it. It's for the blessed Lord has to do not only with my lips, but my lifestyle. Well, this is important here because as we begin to look at this principle of blessing the Lord back, there is a narrative recorded in the New Testament. And I want to, uh, I want to deal with it here uh, according to uh, John's gospel. John talks to us. John the evangelist says that a miracle has taken place in Bethany. Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, who had been dead, is raised from the dead. This is important here. Now, 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 you're talking about a blessing here. Here in the text is a blessing. God has done something magnificent for Mary and Martha. Their brother who had been dead, their brother who was decaying, come on here, is now raised up by Jesus. Come on, raised up from the dead. This is a blessing of epic proportion. Come on here. See, I need you to hear me about the spirit of the Lord. See, 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 God bless Mary and Martha but they're not the only ones that have been blessed. God is blessing somebody listening to me right now. God's blessing somebody under the sound of my voice right now. And what I love about the Lord is that he oversees the best blessing business that you can fine. Come on here. Not only is the Lord in the blessing business, he runs the best blessing business that you can ever come in contact with. Nobody can bless you like the Lord. I need somebody to grab that right there. I said God doesn't just run a blessing business. He runs the best blessing business. And when you've been blessed by the Lord, you know you've been blessed. The text then unfolds. Lazarus has been raised from the dead. The text says that six days before the Passover, Mary and Martha decide that they're going to have a party. Now, now this is something here that I want you to think about because it is just six days before the Passover and everybody is going to be converging upon the regions of the holy city in just a few days. Come on here. Why not wait? Why not wait to have the celebration? Passover is on the way. Why not wait to throw a big party? Come on here. You know what? They have seen a great miracle. Come on here. And you got 
got to understand that sometimes God uh, is so good to you that you can't hold it back. Come on, sometimes God has blessed you in a way you say, I've got to bless him right now. Who am I talking to that, that have, have ever received the blessing from the Lord that you could not keep from yourself, keep to yourself rather. Come on, you, you were so blessed by God. You said, I've got to bless him back and I can't wait for Sunday. Come on here, right in your living room, you blessed him. Right by you were riding down the road, you blessed him. Right in the parking lot, you blessed him. Right in Walmart, you lifted your hand. Right in the bank, you told the Lord, thank you. See, they've seen a great miracle. God had done something for them that had never happened in their lives before. Come on here, see, this is important here because God has done some things in your life and when God does some great things in your life, you ought to be grateful. Oh, come on here. If God has been great, your attitude should be full of gratitude. Somebody give him praise right there. It was six days before the big feast, the big Jewish celebration, and just a few days away, but they did not wait for Passover to incorporate the celebration. It was just a few days away, but they began to have their own celebration. See, the text teaches me that when God supernatural moves in your life you ought to celebrate yeah when you experience God's supernatural power you ought to celebrate everybody won't be excited about what God has done for you come on here but you ought to celebrate come on I need you to get this see some people don't celebrate because others are not every ever others are not happy but can I tell you everybody will not be excited that God has done something awesome in your life Everybody won't like it when God has done something, Lord, for you. Some people, the more God blesses you, the more bothered they become. But don't let sour people hinder your celebration. I need somebody that'll hear what I'm saying. Celebrate even if they want to be sour. Oh, come on here. You don't let sour people hinder your celebration. Mary and Martha witnessed such an awesome favor that they stopped right away to celebrate what the Lord had done. Now the setting reveals that there is a party. Folk come from everywhere. As you can imagine, the miracle that God worked drew a crowd. Lazarus, who had been dead, is now raised from the dead. They came from everywhere to see this. They came from everywhere to look at him. Come on, the Bible says that they, they not only came to see Lazarus, but they came to see Jesus, the miracle worker. Oh, come on here. They not only came for Lazarus, they came to see Jesus also, whom he, uh, they had come to see Jesus also. Come on, they wanted to see the miracle and the miracle worker. I need you to get this here. Come on here, because how many of you understand? God will work a miracle in your life and he'll use it to draw the masses. I need you to get this here. God can 
can work a miracle in your life and he'll use it come on here to demonstrate his power I need you to do I need you to get this here that, that, that God will use your life as a platform to demonstrate his power come on see God is not just working miracles so you can walk around with your head in the cloud God is working miracles so that you can go out and be a witness for him God wants to use your life as a platform for his power oh come on here I need you to get this here come on Lazarus come on he has been raised from the dead and the Bible says they throw a party come on here and let, let me tell you something here when you receive the help from God you ought to refuse to hide it when God comes through for you don't get tricked into covering it up one way to give the devil a fit is to spread the word about God's favor come on here look at this the setting reveals that a miracle has drawn the crowd they come from everywhere look at this see the devil hates it when you get delivered and you don't keep it on the down low oh I wish I had somebody that would say I'm delivered and I won't keep it on the down low see the devil doesn't want you to spread God's supernatural power at work in your life he doesn't want you to tell somebody about the miracle that God wrought I, I need you to go ahead and praise him see because you got to tell people about the miracle because they heard about the mess come on here and there's some people that want to focus on the mess but don't want to hear about the miracle but let me tell you something here when you've been in a mess and God has worked a miracle you ought to tell somebody lift your hands open your mouth come on here say I've got to bless him back God brought me out and I've got to bless him back God's been good in my life and I've got to bless him back he's done for me come on here what friends and family could not do I've got to bless him back somebody praise him right there when I celebrate I'm blessing the Lord back this is something here people came from everywhere Lazarus is at the party I love this here they didn't just come to see Jesus they came to see Lazarus which means they came to see Jesus and Lazarus they came to see the miracle and the miracle worker come on here because they complement each other come on here when God works a miracle in your life you ought to then be a billboard for the kingdom come on here let me tell you something you got to remember that when God demonstrates his power you become living proof of what he can do come on somebody grab this right here Lazarus has been raised from the dead but the text says that he's now at the party come on here he was in the tomb but now he's sitting at the table only God can do that bring you from the tomb to the table y'all ain't saying nothing come on here see come on God will take you 
from the place they thought it was over for you and put you in a place where he does something awesome for you. He'll move you. God will move you from the tomb and set you at the table. He'll set you at the table and they'll wonder how you got there. They thought you were dead, but God delivered you. Oh, come on here. I need somebody who says I was down low. I was in the tomb, but God took me and set me at the table. Somebody put a praise on it. I've got to bless him back. I've got to bless him back. So you don't want to praise him. How about holding my mule? I've got to bless him back. Oh, yes, I do. So, so it is the power of God that has moved Lazarus from the tomb to the table. This is something here. Lazarus was at the table with Jesus. They are sitting together. Lazarus is at the table with Jesus. They are sitting together. Jesus lay, raised Lazarus from the dead. And now Lazarus is at the table with Jesus. He's sitting beside Jesus. Lazarus is close to Jesus. Because when you experience a miracle, you don't forget the miracle worker. Lazarus was at the table with Jesus. The more favor you receive, the more determined you ought to be to fellowship with God. All of us are like Lazarus. All of us were dead. But God delivered us. Dead in our sins. Dead in our trespasses. Oh come on here. I was dead in my sin. But I was delivered by the Savior. Somebody praise him. Somebody thank him. When they look at you and see the way you live. Come on all you got to do you say I've got to bless him back you may not understand it oh but you don't know what the Lord has done for me you don't know you were not there you do not know when you do not know where you don't know what the Lord has done for me but watch this I've got to bless him back I've got to bless him back without apology I've got to bless him back no matter who likes it I've got to bless him back I need some people who know you are on your way out of here but God delivered you and you got to bless him back somebody put a praise on it somebody put a praise on it somebody put a praise on it cry from your belly I've got to bless him back I've got to bless him back if you can't clap with me that's alright I've got to bless him back if you can't celebrate with me that's alright I've got to bless him back oh come on here they don't have to go along with you for you to give him what belongs to him come on here open your mouth cry from your belly I've got to bless God back well this is it because Lazarus was at the table with Jesus the people saw the miracle your testimony the miracle 
come on here because the miracle will be a platform for people to believe on Jesus this is why God is working miracles in the lives of his people everything that that God is doing in your life you ought to use it to help point people to Jesus oh come on here your testimony can be a door for someone else's transformation so, so this is it. The devil hates it because uh, you are the evidence of what God can do. Oh, come on here. That, that's some of y'all. The devil hates it because you are the evidence of what God can do. Your life is living proof of God's power. See, this is it. God specializes in taking lives from the low place and putting them in a large place. He did it for Lazarus and he's doing it for you. Come on here. And you know what? Some of you have needs right now, but God has done it before and he can do it again. See, you are a threat to the kingdom of hell because you are the proof that healing is possible. Oh, come on here. People say it can't be done. The Lord ain't doing that these days. Come on here. But I'm living proof that God is a miracle worker. See, see, one of the reasons the devil despises you is because you are the evidence that deliverance is possible. Yeah, they saw Lazarus and believed on Jesus. Our lives ought to demonstrate that the Lord is a deliverer. See, the demonstration of God in our lives should draw others to the Lord. This is why when the Lord pulls you out, you are to, to, to praise him for it. Come on here. Nobody but you, Lord. See, see, there are some things that you got out of and you know it was God. Oh, come on here. There's some people that just sit back and you reminisce over your life. And those of you that have lived some significant time, you have had many of these moments where you look back and say, that was a God moment. I should have never made it out of that situation. I should have never come out of that season. I should have never survived that time. People thought you would die, but God delivered you. I need you to lift your hands and praise him right there. God has blessed your life, and now it's time for you to bless him back. Come on, lift your hands and say, I've got to bless him back. Come on, say, I've got to bless him back. Stop apologizing and say, I've got to bless him back look at this here this this woman uh, in the text is getting ready to show us something but Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead they saw him they saw Lazarus and believed on Jesus come on here this is something right there see a child of God's life is not chosen to be an object of pity but a platform for God's power I said God has not raised you up to be an object of somebody's pity but to be a platform for his power they are at the party to celebrate the miracle it was a hot time can you 
you imagine? They said, we got to throw a party. God's done something powerful and we got to throw a party. Come on here, what makes it so awesome is that Jesus is there. And if Jesus is in the midst of it, you know it's doing something. Wherever Jesus is, there ought to be some joy. Jesus is a bona fide joy giver. Come on, get it right there. The text begins to share. The party's going on. The party's going on. People are looking at Lazarus. They're having a good time. As they look at Jesus, people are being delivered from the demonstration of God. I'm in John chapter 12. The people are having a time. Great celebration is going on all around. But out of nowhere, Lazarus' sister Mary decides, I've got to bless him back. We're throwing a party, but I can do a little more. I've got to bless him back. He's done something to blow my mind. And I've got to bless him back. Oh, he's been mighty good. And I've got to bless him back. Who am I talking to? Who is listening to me this morning? And you declaring, I've got to bless him back. I'm going to spend my life blessing him back. Look here. Mary has determined she's going to bless him back. The text says this, that Mary, without warning, comes up to Jesus, carrying precious ointment. It most likely would have been housed in a alabaster, that kind of stone from the region that was likened to marble. It was a hard stone. And it, it kept some of the precious ointment. They, they were usually kept in an alabaster box. Oh, but Mary grabs her alabaster. She, she rushes and gets her alabaster. The bottle full of precious ointment. She takes the ointment. Come on here. She takes the oil. But the language of the text suggests that she could not contain because when you really love the Lord you can't keep a lid on it I need somebody to grab this here the oil was very costly it was a rarity it was hard to come by it was precious it was estimated by some to be worth a year's wages of a common laborer come on here this was a big deal when the Lord delivers your life that's a big deal when you sing God demonstrate his power that's a big deal when God has done something dynamic in your life that's a big deal everything God is doing for me is a big deal it may not be anything to you but it's awesome to me I said what God is doing for me may not be anything to you but it's awesome to me and I've got to bless him back somebody put a praise on it right there in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in your office, wherever you are, lift your hands, cry from your belly. I've got to bless him back.
text says, Mary came up. Said when the Lord has done something dynamic in your life, you ought to declare it. It was spikenard, a very costly and precious oil. Now, it is in the alabaster, as you can imagine. But I want you to understand what has to happen. The alabaster keeps the oil sealed. It keeps it from leaking. It keeps it fresh. But now she broke the flask and poured it out on him. This is something here uh, in the text here uh, because Mary takes it and she, she anoints the feet of Jesus. But I don't want you to miss that. That word anoint is not dab. It's not sprinkle. It is to liberally pour out. Oh, come on here. She soaked him. I need you to go back and look at the references of the anointing that would take place in the Bible. Come on here. That is the reference that he gives in the soul in the psalm. When the high priest was anointed, the oil was poured upon his head. Come on here. And it was so much oil. Come on, that the Bible says in the psalm uh, that it ran down the beard of Aaron, even to the skirts of his garment. You don't get that with a sprinkle. You don't get that with a little dab. Come on here, liberally. It was poured out upon Jesus. Come on, I don't want you to miss the English. Come on here, and the Greek here. It was that she poured out the contents of the bottle. She poured out the contents of the alabaster on his feet. I need you to get this. What happened was that she would have to break, break the flask. Come on here on the bottle. Come on the the, the, the flask. Come on here. Uh, the bottle was was a thin neck on the alabaster. Come on, it was a thin neck that was on the alabaster in order to get the alabaster or get the oil from the alabaster. The neck of the bottle, the neck had to be broken. Come on here, but she broke the neck. Come on here, see, this is something here. She had been holding it, no doubt, a long time. But today, she's not holding anything back. And she broke the neck of the bottle and start pouring it out on him. She released what was precious to him. See, breaking the neck was a sign that she was no longer holding back anything. Once the neck of the bottle was broken, there was no turning back. I've got to bless him back. See, when you truly discern how blessed you are, it'll cause you to stop holding back on God. When you get a real sense of how God has blessed your life, you'll make every effort to bless him back. She broke the neck of the bottle. This morning, I wonder if there anybody that deems God worth it. 
enough to break the neck on anything trying to block you from giving God your best. See, the neck is what kept it sealed. The neck is what kept the oil restricted from flowing or spilling out. The neck blocked the oil in the box. Oh, but Mary was determined to bless him back and she broke the neck. Now pick me up in the spirit. I don't know what's trying to restrict your praise this morning, but you got the power to break the neck. If it's hindering your joy, break the neck. If it's trying to hinder your peace, break the neck. Go ahead. Lift your hands and break the neck. Open your mouth and break the neck. Somebody praise him right there. Anything that hinders you from giving God your all, may you rise up and break the neck. Cross, God says, I want, I want your best in the greatest gift you can give the Lord is your life. Anything binding your life from being used by God, break the neck, break the neck, break the neck, break the neck. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody pick me up in the spirit. This is the hour to break the neck. Stop playing with the devil and break the neck. Stop doing patty cake and break the neck. Stop all this hopscotch religion and break the neck. If God's been faithful, break the neck. Anything trying to hinder your life from being its best, break the neck. Open your mouth. Cry from your belly. I've got to bless him back. 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 It's too late in the evening to be killed. I've got to bless him back. Whatever you gonna do, this is the hour to get it done. If you gonna bless him, get to it. I've got to bless him back. Somebody put a praise on it right there. Mary broke the neck. This is it. Mary's gift was sacrificial. It was sacrificial. It was not just something that she did that meant nothing to her. It was a sacrifice. See, see, if it doesn't cost you something, it's not a sacrifice. You hear me? I said, if it doesn't cost you something, it's not a sacrifice. See, she wasn't self-centered. Because see, when you're self-centered, it's a chore to make sacrifices for others. Selfish people don't like making sacrifices. Oh, but when you bless the Lord, come on here, you really want to bless him, you'll make some sacrifices. Oh, when you really want to bless the Lord back, you'll make some sacrifices. See, the Savior is worth your sacrifice. I need somebody to grab that here. She, she used a pound of ointment on Jesus. She poured out the contents on his feet. It was a symbol. That is when she poured it out. It was a symbol. Come on, that she was giving her all. She was giving her very life. Come on here. I present my life for your purpose. That's what she was saying as she poured it out. God. 
God had been so kind and she was determined to bless him back. Come on, I need somebody to grab this. But this is it. She went all out. Because see, this is what blessing him back looks like. See, see, she went all out to bless him back. Come on, what do you mean? See, when a guest arrived for a meal, it was customary to anoint the guest's head with a dab of oil. But here is a woman that went much further than what was customary. Come on here, see, Mark wording, uh, excuse me, as we look here at John's wording, it indicates that she poured out the contents of the bottle on his feet. Come on here, she poured out everything she had. Oh, come on here, because he was worth it. See, see, when you, when you understand that God has done something awesome, you'll go all out. And you know what I found out? When you really go all out, people will accuse you of going overboard. Going all out bothers folk who only want to be average. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need you to get this here. People are quick to tell you. You don't take all that. When you determine to go all out, you disturb people who just want to be average. I'm not anointed to be average. God's anointed me to go all out. And when you bless God, and God blesses you, you don't mind sacrificing continually. See, she wiped his feet with her hair. This means she let down her hair in public, something that Jewish women did not do. Oh, come on here. See, this is something for what she say. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to give you what I don't give anybody else. Oh, come on here. Come on. There's some stuff that I reserve for God and God alone. There's some celebration. I don't give nobody but the Savior. I need somebody to get this. See, the object of her worship is the awesome God. Jesus, you're still a wonder. You deserve my worship. Somebody praise God. I give God what I give nobody else. For the woman to let down her hair in public was viewed in that day as being one of loose morals. Mary did not stop to calculate the public reaction. She was so taken by being in his presence. Oh, come on here. It's, it's amazing. When you get in his presence, uh -uh, it, ought to, it ought to lift you from worries about negative people. Come on here. This is something here. Mary was not confined or contained in her response. She wasn't worried about public reaction as long as she knew she was in his presence. Sometimes when God blesses you, you'll be bashed by people. Oh, come on here. When you're determined to wholeheartedly bless the Lord, you might as well be prepared to be bad-mouthed by some people. Come on here. Those who bless the Lord are often bad-mouthed 
by people. Everybody who is walking in divine purpose will have to pass the people test on some level. Come on here. You'll never fulfill divine purpose until you learn how to pass the people test. Oh, come on here. Yeah, yeah, one of our greatest challenges to pleasing God is our ability to pass the people test. She poured it out, wiped his feet with her hair, and you know the folks are angry. Oh, yeah, they looking. But John 12 and 3 says this, that the fragrance... Uh, 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 oh, excuse me. It talks about the, the fragrance here. Look at this. That, that it, was, it, was, it was costly. She anointed the feet of Jesus. I want to read this here. It said, and, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. I need you to get that. That, 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 that Mary filled the house with the fragrance of the oil that she poured out on the feet of Jesus. This is something here. It, it, it was it was it was scented. The house was scented. See, see, this is something here. When she gave him something that smelled good. Oh, come on here. It wasn't foul in odor. It was a sweet fragrance. See, see, the truth is that 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 a life that is committed to worship will carry a sweet scent before God. Mary is at the feet of Jesus. Need you to hear me about the spirit of God. She is at the feet of Jesus. And I need you to understand that whenever you're at the feet of Jesus, hallelujah, it ought to affect the fragrance that you release. I need you to get this. You, you can't stay at the feet of Jesus and your life not take on a sweet fragrance. Come on here. When you hang out at the feet of the Savior, you'll acquire a different sin. Oh, come on here. You can tell people who hang out at the feet of Jesus. Because you can't consistently stay at the feet of Jesus and walk around carrying a nasty sin. Oh, come on here. Come on, see. It'll always tell on you. Your attitude will tell on you. Oh, come on here. When you really hang out at Jesus' feet, come on here. It'll change the fragrance that your life carries. Being at God's feet will create a beautiful fragrance in your life. See, the scent begin to spread. She poured out so much that the scent took over the atmosphere. She kept pouring until the very sin of her worship began to spread. And when you bless God back with your life come on here there's a kind of authority you carry that cannot be denied people that carry the sin of God can supernaturally make a difference in the atmosphere you can't stay in the at the Lord's feet and not carry his fire when the Lord blesses you bless him back oh come on here baby if you carry that sin you can set the atmosphere right oh 
open your mouth and give him praise. Come on, you see, that's what the devil hates. People that hang out at the feet of Jesus. Come on, the devil knows if you hang out at the feet of Jesus, he's got a fight on his head. When you carry the sin of a pure life before God, the devil's seen a bad day. I dare you to grab this and say, I've got to bless him back. I'm going to give him something sweet. I'm going to give him something precious. Oh, come on here. Because how many of you understand that as you are at the feet of Jesus, it'll change your whole life. The fragrance that you'll carry will bring fright upon the devil. Somebody give God a shout right there. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. But can I tell you why I know that when the fragrance that comes from the feet of Jesus begins to spread, when the fragrance of sincere worship begins to spread, Satan gets nervous. I need somebody to get this. Judas Iscariot, a symbol of the devil. Come on in the text. Judas, a symbol of the evil one. When Mary poured it out on Jesus' feet, Judas started talking. Come on here, because you know what I found out? When you try to bless God back, some folks will start babbling about it. Come on here, but bless God. Anyway, Judas, one of the twelve, that's the sin of the perfume filled the room. Judas spoke out. And if you would just allow me, I want to put it in modern vernacular. I can't believe this girl. Girl, are you serious? You do all of that? You gave him all of that? Why would you pour all of that out on him? Really, did it take all of that? You sat right there and wasted all that good stuff on Jesus' feet. See, some folk will call you crazy because you go all out for Christ. I, I want you to get this here. I said some folk will call you crazy because you go all out for Christ. Come on, you see, it's amazing to me how some of the folk that gave the devil their best when they were in the street want to come to Christ and be average. Oh, come on here. If I went all out for a devil trying to kill me, you know I'm going to go all out for a God that delivered me. Come on, unapologetically. I'm going to bless him back. I'm going to bless him back. I'm going to bless him back. I'm looking for the folk that said I'm going to bless him back. I don't know what anybody's going to do, but I've got to bless him back. Somebody put a praise on it. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him honor. See, this is something here because Judas sees what Mary did as a waste. And you know what? That's how the enemy is. The devil wants to convince you that worshiping God is a waste. That living holy is a waste. That walking in obedience is a waste. That obeying the word is a waste. See, the enemy wants you to believe that the work of the Lord is in vain. But how many of you know the devil is still a big liar? Oh, 
open your mouth and praise God right there. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Grab it right there. I come to tell you what you do for God is never a waste. Your worship is never a waste. Living for the Lord is never a waste. Giving God your life is never a waste. Baby, when you do it, you just blessing him back. Lift your hand. Open your mouth. Cry from your belly. I've got to bless him back. It's not a waste. You got to make up in your mind. No matter what, I've got to bless God back. Come on, stop. Stop turning down because they think you're doing too much. Don't let anybody talk you out of giving God your best. Now, you know it's done got powerful when the devil start hollering. See, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you ought to expect the devils are going to dislike it. I said, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you ought to expect the devils are going to dislike it. But carry on and bless God back. Move on with it and bless God back. Forge forward and bless God back. See, Judas acted like he was concerned for the poor. But this wasn't the real intent of his heart. See, 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 see when, when saints hold back on the Lord, the enemy benefits from it. Oh, come on here. The enemy benefits off of saints who keep holding back. Come on here. See, but I'm, I'm too blessed to be holding back. See, this is, this is what, 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 what the Bible says. He didn't care for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and was used to dealing with what was being put in there. Oh, come on here. Judas has an issue. But this is it. When you genuinely worship God, you worry devils. When your life uplifts God, it makes devils uneasy. Come on here. When God is uplifted, devils become uneasy. If you want to agitate a devil, go all out for the Lord. Bless him back. See, see, Jesus then has to deal with this situation. I love this because look at verse look at verse 7. Judas goes off about you shouldn't have done that girl. But look at what the text says. It says in verse 7, then said Jesus. Look at this. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Come on here. The, uh, verse 4 says, then says one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. But look here, Judas is doing all this talk about what the woman's done. Come on, and he really is telling the woman how crazy she is. But guess what? The woman doesn't have to respond because she's at the feet of Jesus. And when you're at the feet of Jesus, he'll fight for you. 
Come on. Come on. Judas is talking, uh, talking junk about the woman, but Jesus didn't let the woman have to say anything. Come on here. Jesus said, let her alone. Come on here. Because, see, you can't faithfully serve God and he not speak up for you. I wish I had somebody in here that, that says God's going to speak up for me. Come on here. Sometimes you can't experience God speaking up for you because you're so quick to speak for yourself. But you got to leave space. Oh, come on here. Come on. But the Bible says, and, and you shall hold your peace for the Lord shall fight for you. Oh, come on here. Your job sometimes is to, God, I'm, I'm here at your feet and I know you're going to fight for me. Oh, come on here. He said, leave her alone. See, because God will speak on the behalf of a genuine worshiper. The, 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 see, the, the thing is this. You always have critics. Oh, come on here. See, see, but the word of your Christ is greater than the words of your critics. Oh, come on here. God will war on the behalf of them that genuinely, genuinely worship him. Trust your Christ to handle your critics. Oh, come on here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Christ does not just handle crises. He handles critics too. Oh, come on here. Jesus says, leave her alone. You might not like what she's doing, but leave her alone. Come on here. Because see, God knows how to back the enemy off of a worshiper. Oh, come on here. Don't trouble her because what she is doing, I like this in the text, she is really leaving for herself a legacy. And see, this is what I'm telling you here. Whatever you do for Christ, that is what's going to last. All of this other stuff is seeking sand. All of this other stuff will gain nothing. Oh, but when you determine that you're going to live your life and bless God back, it changes everything. And this is what I want you to get here. Jesus spoke up for her and he said, let her alone against the day of my burying has she kept this. And this is what I want you to get here. That God says, I'm going to fight for you. You just stay faithful to me. I'm going to take care of you. And you know what I love about this? We still talking about Mary. She left a legacy of one that poured out her life for the service of the Lord and I'm wondering today what kind of legacy are you leaving in the earth come on here see I told you not long ago God is not just concerned about the way we live he's concerned about what we leave I said God is not just concerned about the way we live he's concerned about what we leave and you ought to leave a legacy of blessing the Lord back. I've got to quit here. But is there anybody that's listening to me that says I've got to bless him back? God's fought my battles. I've got to bless him back. God's covered my life. I've got to bless him back. God's taken care of my mind. I've got to bless
bless him back. He's giving me peace in the midst of the storm. And I've got to bless him back. I'm just looking for the crowd that lift your head, cry from your belly, turn your house into a sanctuary, lift your voice, open your mouth, and make that declaration. I've got to bless him back. I've got to bless him back. I've got to bless him back with all I've received. I've got to bless him back with all the favor that's come to my life. I've got to bless him back with all of the blessings that I have received. I have got to bless him back. Somebody put a praise on it. Somebody put a praise on it. Somebody put a praise on it. Grab your hallelujah and bless him back. Lift your head. Bless him back. Open wide your mouth. Bless him back. Give him your life. Bless him back. Whatever you do, don't let anybody talk you out of blessing the Lord back. If he's made a way, bless him back. If he's opened up doors, bless him back. If he's broken chains, bless him back. If he's taken care of your life, bless him back. If he's fought the enemy on your behalf, bless him back. If he kept weapons from prospering in your life, bless him back. Oh, come on here. If he kept his stable when you ought to been crazy, bless him back. Lift your voice. Open your mouth. Cry from your belly. I've got to bless him back. Somebody give God a praise right there. I've got to bless the Lord back. Come on. I said, God wants my life. Come on to bless him and my lips to bless him. My lips to bless him and my life to bless him. Don't just bless him with your lips and then be shabby in your life. Oh, come on here. Uh, as you bless him with your lips, let your light shine, your life shine for him also. Bless him in the way you live. I thank God for you this morning listening. And I want you to know that this is the hour that you got to refuse to be muzzled and you make up in your mind, I've got to bless him back. God's blessed me and it's only right that I bless him back. That's what Mary shows us in this text. Against all criticism, she blessed him back. Against the babble of her enemies, she blessed him back. Come on here. Even when her critics tried to talk her out of it, she kept right on blessing her Christ. She blessed him back. And I wonder how many of you are, de are determined that no matter what comes or goes, I've got to. That's a personal choice. I've got to. Bless him back. Do what you got to do. But as for me, I've got to. Bless him back. Perhaps there's somebody who doesn't know the Lord this morning. We extend to you a gospel invitation. All you got to do is come to the Lord and say unto him, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe in you, Jesus that you are the son of God, that you died on the cross for my sins, that you were buried, 
And on the third day, you were raised with my eternal salvation in your hands. This day, I ask that you would come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I receive the free gift of salvation, and today I am saved. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Share this word with somebody that saints everywhere will understand that we are to be the people of God, are to be a people of gratitude, that our lives and our lips, our lips and our lifestyles are to be committed to blessing the Lord back. Come on, share it with them so that they can be blessed by this word and strengthen also. No matter what, I've got to bless the Lord back. God bless you. I love you.